Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 232 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about coffee, specifically what adenosine is and how caffeine works in your brain, why you start to feel like you need even more coffee to feel awake, and how to be more energized without having to rely on coffee. So a little story, way back when, in 2017, I posted a video to YouTube called Why I Quit Caffeine and You Should Too. And as of January 2024, this video has over 37,000 views and people have very strong opinions on their coffee. Very strong opinions. Probably as strong of opinions as the coffee I used to drink, which was sludge. (laughs) It might surprise you to know that I still don't drink coffee almost seven years later. And this is no coffee of any variety, including ice cream, sadly. And actually, I should backtrack that. That's not no coffee ever. I only drink decaf coffee. But I'm not entirely anti-caffeine. Decaf coffee has a teeny bit of caffeine. I drink tea every single morning. But I'm very careful with how I consume caffeine because the line for me between too much and just right and you'll never sleep again is very, very thin, okay? I drink coffee sparingly. Like that time I was driving from San Francisco to LA and I was really feeling sluggish. So I had coffee ice cream and then had to take so much melatonin and do so many things when I got home to actually sleep that night. Or the time where I wanted to make boba and I made chai, but I made it super strong and then made 32 ounces and then got it in my head that I had to drink all 32 ounces at nine o'clock at night and then also didn't sleep. No. So some people metabolize caffeine differently, and you might have found this to be true for yourself as well, or you might not have realized that yet, and you're not going to know until you cut out coffee. I know, it's terrible. It's a terrible thought, right? (laughs) My interest in this topic has definitely been renewed because my dad also stopped drinking coffee a few years ago, so now I'm not the only weirdo at the family dinner table who's saying they don't drink coffee, and that solidarity like really means the world to me. Thank you, Dad. What I can tell you, though, is that my eyes open in the morning, and oftentimes they open before my alarm even goes off, and I wake up feeling pretty well rested. And one thing that I didn't talk about when I originally recorded this episode is the power of regular sleep and awake times. And I think that that's almost, I almost want to say more impactful, but just as impactful as giving up caffeine. So I basically, like, here's an extra tip. Stop drinking coffee. And then I basically treat myself like a toddler and I make sure to go to sleep at the same time every single night. And again, this is probably like the most helpful thing that you can do for feeling awake and feeling well-rested. And I'll let you in on a little research that I'm doing. And by the time this episode comes out, we'll have even more data. How exciting. 
something, right? It's still very early days in my data collection, but I'm finding that even one night of shifting my sleep pattern, so same amount of sleep, but I go to bed like two hours later or three hours later. I'm thinking the weekends, right? If I go to bed, you know, 10.30 on a weeknight and then I stay up till midnight, 12.30 on a weekend, I'm finding that it has an impact on my heart rate variability and almost like my readiness score for the day. So I'll share more on this when I have more data, definitely on social media. You'll probably be the first to hear the snippets of it, and then we'll deep dive into a podcast episode. But either way, enjoy today's episode from The Vault on coffee, caffeine, and your brain. Hey, hey, quick question for you. Did you have coffee this morning? And if you did have coffee this morning, how many cups did you have? When I used to drink coffee, I would have one cup, but it was the biggest mug I could find. And it was probably 14 or 16 ounces, which I think is like double what a normal person drinks of coffee. And I would do a French press. So it was extra rich, extra strong. I liked it if it was so black, you couldn't even see through it. So I guess that that probably was like 16 cups of coffee. But if you read the title of this week's episode, I got news for you. I quit coffee and I really think that you should quit coffee too. Ah. I know it's like, what a scary, scary thought. What would you even do in the morning if you didn't have your delicious cup of coffee? Well, I'm going to talk about that today. Also, we'll talk about tired and wired what that means, and what that delicious cup of joe might actually have to do with it, and how you can actually be more energized without coffee. And if you're like, Alex, no way, it's not possible. It is possible, and I'm going to tell you how. And I'll also share with you what you can drink instead, because I'm not a monster. I still have warm, delicious beverages in the morning. I get it, people. We need something to start our day. And you know me. I'm a huge fan of ritual and morning routines, and a warm beverage of something is always a piece of that, too. So why am I raining on your coffee parade? It's because I love you, I swear. (laughs) Well, I stopped drinking coffee, I think it's probably been about two years now. And actually to date, it's one of my highest viewed YouTube videos still to this day. And that video, if you wanna go scope it out, it's just youtube.com slash Wellness. I was recovered from my cold turkey crash, but not quite, it's a little bit more fresh then. But the reason why I quit coffee was because I was trying to explore why I was so darn tired all the time. It was like the minute the sun went down and then, you know, my husband would go and get ready for bed. That was like the time where my brain decided it was going to be super, super awake. So I would have to crawl into bed and read a book until I could not keep my eyes open, which sometimes would take 30 to 45 minutes. And then the next morning I'd be exhausted and have to crawl out of bed to my French press and do the whole thing over again. It wasn't working for me because I was tired all the time. That 3 p.m. slump, exhausted all the time. So it was kind of an experiment. What would happen if I stopped drinking coffee? And I mean, I still have coffee beans in my kitchen to this day. I definitely didn't get rid of my coffee grinder. Like when I told you I was a coffee snob, like I'm, I'm not kidding. But you know me, I don't ever do anything half-assed. I always go full out, right? Full out. <laughs> So it was just an experiment. What happens if I stop drinking coffee? Will my life end? Will my brain explode? 
And one of those is actually true. It did feel like my brain was going to explode. Caffeine withdrawal is no joke. No joke. It's actually a drug. It's a stimulant to our brain. It's a psychoactive stimulant. It changes how our brain functions. And we're going to talk about that too. But here I am standing here recording this episode for you. So you know it didn't kill me. And I have to tell you, it's probably not going to kill you if you stop drinking coffee. Because I have more energy now, which might be shocking because you already think I have too much energy. (laughs) But I have more energy now than I did when I was drinking coffee. And not only am I able to roll out of bed, and it still takes me probably five minutes for that sleep inertia to wear off, which is totally a normal thing. There are hormones and chemicals in your brain and body that help keep you asleep. And there's a little bit of a delay as they wear off in the morning. So that's fine. But I no longer feel toast every morning. I no longer feel that wired sense at the end of the day where I can't go to bed. I actually am able to crawl into bed, maybe read a page or two, and then fall into the deepest, most glorious sleep of my life. And when I'm super exhausted, it's because I need more sleep. So let's talk about how caffeine works, because that's also part of the problem with caffeine. And yes, there are a ton of beverages that have caffeine in them. Coffee isn't the only one. And if you're drinking energy drinks, power to you, I suppose. But all of this applies as well. So there's a neurotransmitter in your brain called adenosine. And During the day, the minute you wake up, adenosine starts building up in your brain. It's just like a natural byproduct of having a human brain. No big deal. And there are specific receptors in your brain whose sole purpose is to be ready to accept adenosine. And as the level of adenosine builds up and gets higher and higher and higher, once you reach a certain threshold, that's when you feel tired. And little kids are even a greater example of this. At some point, you literally cannot stay awake anymore. And that's when those adenosine levels are so high that you have to go to sleep. But for adults, we're really smart. We're able to kind of, you know, reason our way out of needing to go to sleep. And caffeine blocks adenosine receptors. So your brain is like, oh, I don't have adenosine in here. Woohoo, I'm so awake. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's like stay up till midnight. Let's like do all those things. I realized too that midnight for some of you is like not even that late, but for me, it's very late. (laughs) So the caffeine blocks the adenosine receptors. The problem is your body metabolizes caffeine. So when that caffeine wears off, your brain all of a sudden is overwhelmed with all of that adenosine because the adenosine hasn't gone anywhere and it in fact is still building up. All that's changed is that those receptors are blocked. So your body metabolizes caffeine, it breaks it down, your brain is flooded with adenosine, and oh my gosh, you are so tired. So you have another energy drink, or you drink another cup of coffee, and it just puts you back into that cycle. And caffeine is a stimulant. So yes, it can increase alertness, but for some people, it may induce anxiety. And if you've ever had too much caffeine, you know exactly what the negative effects of caffeine are. When I was in college, energy drinks were just starting to come onto my radar. I'm sure like Red Bull had been around for a while, but now even vitamin water had an energy drink, like everybody and their mom had a different kind of energy drink. And so one day before class, and I'll also share that the minute I sit still, my brain just like powers down and I fall completely asleep. And it was frustrating in college because I was taking all of these fascinating classes, like even anatomy, my favorite subject 
fact, even to this day, I could not stay awake at all. It was terrible. So I thought, okay, well, let me just have an energy drink and then that should solve the problem, right? It should be totally fine. So I drank, it was like one of those tall cans. It was delicious. But about 20 minutes into a 90 minute class, I literally could not stop fidgeting. So caffeine in too high of doses is not good as well because it actually increases your adrenaline levels. And so that's happening whether or not you're having a giant energy drink or your normal one cup of coffee. That just is something that happens because of the way it affects your body. So that's another thing to think about. If you're dealing with a lot of stress, perhaps adding additional adrenaline into your system might not be the best course of action. So some people are caffeine sensitive. And remember how I said that adenosine is building up in your brain and caffeine blocks the receptors. So your sensitivity to caffeine depends on how quickly your body metabolizes it. For most people, the half-life of caffeine is anywhere from five to six hours, meaning that half of the caffeine consumed is appropriately broken down. For some people like me, it takes forever. I feel that my metabolism must be so super slow. Like I haven't done the research because I mean, so my breakdown of caffeine is so slow that even if I have a cup of coffee at 9am, I'm still wired 12 hours later. And so if your metabolism is slow, that can affect your sleep and wake cycles. You might fall into that trap of being wired at night and then exhausted in the morning. So if that's you, if you are, you know, drinking your coffee in the morning, it gets you going, but then you can't fall asleep at night, decreasing your caffeine consumption may be something to consider or changing the type of caffeine you are consuming. And I'll talk about that in just a second. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. Now, I'll also say that in my research for this episode, I found that there's not a huge difference in improvement of performance between having one cup of coffee and five cups. So you don't need to go wild with your coffee consumption because it's probably not improving your performance the way you think it is. The reason why your tolerance builds up for caffeine is because your body is so smart. It says, hey, man, you keep blocking these adenosine receptors with caffeine, so I'll just make more adenosine receptors. So you're fighting with your own biology, which keeps increasing the amount of receptors, and then you keep drinking more coffee to block it. And really, it's a no-win game. There's no end in sight. 
So what to do? Well, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you stop drinking coffee today. Maybe tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. But caffeine withdrawal is no joke. So just stopping it cold turkey can lead to fatigue, depression, headaches, irritability, and your dependency on caffeine can start in as little as one to two weeks. So if you've been drinking coffee, you're addicted. You just already are. And this withdrawal peaks at about two days, but it can take as long as a week to really resolve. So that YouTube video I was mentioning, I shared the specifics, which now they seem so far away, but I do remember my brainstem hurt when I was in caffeine withdrawal. Like literally I could feel my brainstem in the back of my head and it was just this pounding headache for like four days, but now it's gone and I don't have it. Now, the other great thing I'll say about not relying on a cup of coffee every morning is that when I travel, I don't have to have that really nasty cup of like bad hotel coffee and if you travel to like you know like you have your ritual and you love the way you do it at home and so I don't have to drink like bad coffee anymore which is fantastic that alone is a reason enough to stop drinking coffee but what I do now because again the ritual and the morning routine I love to have either an iced or warm cup of something in the morning and for me that's black tea now you might be saying whoa 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 Alex Black tea has caffeine too. And that's true, it does. But black tea and how you brew black tea, it has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. A pound of coffee and a pound of tea leaves The tea leaves have more caffeine, but you use less tea leaves when you're actually making your cup of tea. So that's how it's a little bit different. I also think that for my physiology and yours might be different, but the acidity of coffee and the way the caffeine is playing with the other chemicals in coffee, like coffee for me is off limits, but caffeine in the form of tea doesn't bother me the same way. So I'll have green tea, usually black tea, Earl Grey with a splash of nut ponds is my go-to in the morning, but I might have a second cup of tea if I'm really cold or if I'm really hot, a second cup of iced green tea or something like that. Matcha is another delicious tea beverage that is really, really delicious. It has a little bit of caffeine, but it's a different type of caffeine. And again, the other chemicals that are present in matcha help to even out that energy spike. And matcha is a powder. So instead of just the tea leaves, you get the tea leaves and the stem all ground in together. So it's more of the plant all together. So I'm a huge fan of consuming as much of the plant as possible. It's sort of like drinking your greens, right? I mean, I'll just keep telling myself that. So if you find that you are coffee sensitive, it might be that switching your caffeine consumption to something else, be it black tea or green tea or matcha, might be something to consider. I sometimes have a cup of decaf here and there. It doesn't nearly taste as delicious, so I've kind of given up that as well. But to never have to drink another bad cup of holiday in coffee again is a good, good thing. So I would love to hear from you what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. Are you team, okay, maybe I'm considering? Are you team no coffee? Like, let me know. Do you have more questions about coffee? You can drop me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Hala Formala, or you can find me on TikTok at AE Wellness, or you can leave your questions, comments, and coffee concerns on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. 
Before I go, don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And I will thank you in advance for taking the one minute out of your day to subscribe to the Body Nerd Show, to leave a review for today's episode, or to share this episode with your coffee friend. Although that would kind of ruin or sour the relationship, I'm sure. Oh, well. (laughs) You just need a friend who doesn't drink coffee, and then y'all can drink tea together. Or decaf is still pretty delicious. Even though the lady at the espresso store really gave me such a hard time for ordering decaf, she was like, why? And I was like, because I want to. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So here's asking better questions, moving more, opting for decaf, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.